You're listening to a teaching from Sundown Church. We hope you encounter God through our podcast and experience freedom in your life. I don't know that I'm going to introduce anything new to you this morning. Um, I treasure the words um, spoken by the Spirit through the Apostle Paul that says, I want to stir up your pure minds by way of remembrance. And there are times that we need to go back to the fundamentals. We need to revisit those things. If, if you know anything about basketball or football or sports, um, you go back to those fundamentals once in a while just to make sure that they're, they're, they're honed, that they're, they're sharp, and, and you stick with it. And, because that's what makes the great things. When you can get those fundamentals, those solid things established, and you can build wonderful, beautiful things on top of that, but the foundation has to be solid. And so if you would, go with me to Matthew chapter 7, uh, verse 24 through 27 is what we're going to be looking at first. My title this morning is, Where Are We Building Our House? Because we're building. We're building our lives, the lives of, the lives of our family uh, on something. The question is, Where? Where are you building? Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. It says, Therefore, whosoever heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the winds blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell not, for it was founded upon a rock. And everyone that heareth these sayings of mine, and doeth them not, Shall be, like, shall be likened unto a foolish man which built, which built his house upon the sand. And the rain descended, and the floods came, and the wind blew, and beat upon that house, and it fell, and great was the fall of it. I've heard it said that the three most important things when it comes to building a business is location, location, location. I believe it's the same as we build our homes and our houses as we establish our lives, where are we establishing it? What are we anchored to? Often in the Old Testament, the term house makes reference to more than just one's immediate family. The term was used for generations that came from that same family. The term house of David was used to represent David's following generations. We see in 2 Samuel chapter 3 that there was a family feud. And each group was called by the father of that family. In 2 Samuel chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Now there was a long war between the house of Saul and the house of David. But David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. This morning, when, I, when I'm talking about house, I'm not just talking about you and your children. I'm talking about your children's children's children. What do we build our house on? What are we anchored to? What is it that we find our security in? Because there are options out there. And we can choose to base and build our homes on whatever we choose. God has given us that freedom. I want to encourage you this morning. Find that thing that does not shake. Find that thing that does not shift with peer pressure. Find that thing that does not shift with society, but something that has lasted. And I encourage you to build upon Jesus Christ. Amen. And we say, you know, 
Yeah, that makes sense. That's why we're here at church, right? But it's not just about attending this hour. It's not just about coming on Sundays. But it's about your house, your home, being established upon the rock that is Jesus Christ. From Matthew chapter 7, we see Jesus making a reference to a wise man. Anybody want to be considered wise? I do. I don't want the other one. The foolish one. The difference was not the material that was used in the house. The difference was not the design of the house or even the elements that attacked the house. Because in both houses, you have floods that came. In both houses, you had wind that blew. And we in West Texas know about wind. Something we don't know about is the rains that come. But they come on both. The houses that are built on sand and the houses that are built on the rock, both of them experience those pressures and those, those times of trial and those, those, that opposition. The wisdom was that it was founded where it was founded. The only difference that I can see between the houses is where the foundation was laid. It was what these houses were based on and attached to that caused one to last and one to fall. See, David's heart, his house was built upon that passion for Jesus, that passion for God. Saul's house was built upon, well, when I need God, I'll call on Him, but when I don't need Him, I'll handle it. When when the option came to wait on God or just to do it himself, Saul went with doing it himself. Because you know what? God doesn't always work on our timetable. He's not always there when our alarm goes off. Like, well, God, you're supposed to be here by now. (laughs) It's time to go. That's what Saul was thinking. He said, you know what? I'll just do it because the people are leaving. See, a house that's built upon the rock will not shift based on people's opinion. I've heard it said opinions are like noses. Everybody's got one. And so we have to make sure that we are established on the firm rock like David's heart was. So I want to ask us this morning this simple question. How long do we want our family to last? How long do we want our house to last? That's the question. Do we want it to be based upon our beliefs and upon our opinions, or do we want our house to be secured to the rock of Jesus Christ? If a long-lasting home and a heritage is our desire, then let me ask you, what is the basis on your decisions? Upon what set of criteria do you set for the direction of your home? What is the backing and the support for what goes on in your home? Do we say, because I said so? I have to say, I have said that before. (laughs) The greater truth is this is what God has said. Because listen, our kids are going to see that we make mistakes. And if our decisions are based upon us, they're going to say, you know what, Dad, you make mistakes. And I can say, you're right. The one that does not make mistakes is who we are anchored to. That is how I base the decisions that need to be made. And listen, I make mistakes. And there are times when I step off and I slip. But I can guarantee my house, if you will build and anchor yourself to that rock, that will not slip. That will not be a mistake. It will last. 
How many love, like stuff that lasts? I want, I want vehicles that last. I want a home that lasts. I want my family to last and be anchored. And it, it's true. Kids see. <laughs> they know. When I was a new dad, my, my oldest was only about two. And my wife handed me a Kleenex box. And we had a two-story house in St. Louis. And there was a, it was open where you could see down on the lower level. And my wife said, here, will you take this Kleenex box downstairs? And I said, sure. And I just dropped it and let it fall. And my wife looked down and saw my daughter. I don't remember what she was holding. And she threw it down the stairs. And I knew right then, not only did my wife look at me and tell me, but I knew I've got to be extremely careful about the decisions I make because there are people watching. And they don't just watch in church. They watch at home. They watch what you watch. They watch what you do. They watch where you go. And it's important that we base that on the foundation of Jesus Christ. Again, let me read Matthew chapter 7, verse 24. Therefore, whosoever saith these things of mine and doeth them, I will liken him unto a wise man that built his house upon a rock. And the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew. Listen, things will come against your house. And there is nothing that I can do to protect my house from the West Texas wind. The only thing that I can do is base it upon Jesus Christ and trust that He is the anchor that will hold. He is the anchor that will hold. It's interesting that Jesus presents two options. One is a rock and one is sand. And really, if you broke those down chemically, there's not a lot of difference. The difference between the rock and the sand is the fact that there was one united piece. See, the sand is bits and pieces. And when we take God's Word and we just say, well, you know, I like this and I like this, You know what, but eh, I'm not going to attach to that. I I just want this and this. And we conglomerate a deal of our opinions and what we like. That shifts. That changes. But if we'll take the Word of God as a whole, as what He has said of who He is and what He's revealed Himself to be, it is sure. It is solid. He does not change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. How many times you go back Maybe you go back to your hometown or you go back to, to a restaurant and things have changed. You know what's great? Is we can go back to God and He is the same. The same loving God that invited us to have a relationship with Him is the same loving God that will love on our kids. It's the same loving God that will love our grandkids. It's the same loving God that provided for us that will provide for them and see them through. Even the tough times, He will anchor us and keep us steady. I saw this firsthand when I was adding on to my house. And I'll admit to you, I am not necessarily a builder. But the house that we purchased here in Sundown, God provided. We knew it was the right one, but we were going to have to do some work on it. And so we began to build. And I had to learn and relearn and relearn. And probably one of the most mundane things I did was build a place for the foundation. It was not very impressive. It didn't look all fancy and everything. And in fact, when I put my walls up, I was like, because I saw how flimsy the walls were. And you know how you have to prop them up 
You have to kind of hold them in place. You know, you, you, you frame it out and then you prop it up and then you, you go, okay, let's lift. And so everybody lifts and the wall goes, and gets up into place. I thought, Lord, I hope, I hope this doesn't collapse on my children because <laughs> I'm not living in it. It was actually, you know, but once we anchored them to the foundation and once we anchored them to each other, I was proud of what was there. I was like, ooh, this worked. This, this is solid. And you know what? If anywhere in my house is secure, it's that place. Why? Because I know the foundation. I know what it's been anchored to. I know what went into that, the investment and the time. It is secure. Now, there are other things, but the foundation is sure. And you can fix things. You can, you can work on things if the foundation is secure. And that's what our kids need to know. Listen, mom and dad are going to make mistakes. We're going to blow it. But he doesn't. Don't hook to me. I love you and I want you to love me. But he is the one that you depend on. He is the one you anchor to. He won't disappoint you. He will stand firm. It wasn't the most impressive thing, but that hole in the ground that later hold rebar and concrete, it began to hold firm and it hardened and it solidified. And that is what holds the house. And that's what will hold our house. Here's the question. What do I want to attach my children to? I love my kids, and I want them to love me and be proud of me. But in the end, I'm not the most important person in their life. It needs to be Jesus. Because at some point, I'm not going to be with them. At some point, I can't help them. At some point, my, li- my resources are limited. But He is not. He's everywhere. He is all things. He is the security that they need. He's the provision that they need. He's the love that they need. And the love that I want to give them is not enough. They need something flowing through me to them so that they will hold on to what will last. To the rock of ages. The foundation of religion is based on me and my works, and it is shaky. The foundation of Jesus Christ is eternal, immovable, and has lasted for 2,000 years. Religion is designed by man's whim and changes. God's word has lasted, has a 6,000-year track record of promises that have been kept. That's a warranty. That is something that will last. Go with me to Matthew chapter 16, verse 13. If nothing else, you'll be glad to get your pastor back. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Glory to God. Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, it says, And when Jesus came to the coast of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, saying, Whom do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, Some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And he saith unto them, But whom say ye that I am? Notice it gets more personal. And Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this to thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say also unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock will I build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
And I will give unto thee the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he charged his disciples that they should tell no one that Jesus was the Christ. Jesus is building his church on the revelation of who he is. If he is building on himself, I want to build on him. If he's confident in who he is and who he has proclaimed himself to be, and his church has lasted, it has endured, then that's what I want my children to attach to. Because that's what will last. I want my kids to know that's what lasts. I know today in our society, there's a lot that just, you know what, you use it and you throw it away. You use it and you throw it away. But I don't want my kids to treat Jesus that way. He's not a paper plate that's disposable. He is is the vessel that we can place our heart into and trust that He will protect it. We may not understand the winds and the floods and the rain, but we know that we, when we put our heart in Him, it's going to endure. It's going to endure. Proverbs 13, 21 and 22. It says, Evil pursues sinners, but to the righteous good shall be repaid. And a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children, but the wealth of the sinner is stored up for the righteous. Notice the inheritance to a children's children. That's what we're looking for, is that inheritance that goes on and on and on, to continue to build on that. It is not a casual thing when you place your foundation. It is vital, spiritually vital, that you be attached to not just the guy in the book, but that you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, that you have encountered Him. Because when the winds come, it's not a fictitious wind. There is hard wind that comes. There is floods that come. And unless you have a real relationship with Jesus Christ, you will shift and your house will shift. It is imperative. Guys, you know what? I know that, I know that, I know that. Yes, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But when your heart gets hurt, when the structure of the very house that you have built is shaken because you don't understand what's going on, it is that foundation that will keep you in place, that will hold you together. It may not be pretty. You may lose some shingles. You may lose some hair. But your heart is secure. And that is what we're looking for, is that inheritance that lasts. The reason God selected Abraham was stated in Genesis 18, verses 17 through 19. It says, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him? For I know him, that he will command his children and his household after him. Our responsibility is to teach our children the goodness of our God. Share with them the revelation that God has given you about who He is. Share with them His testimonies of how God has come through for you. Even when it didn't look easy, God has come through for you. You know what? They're going to say, yeah, Dad, but this happened and this happened and this happened. And say, yeah, but we are still here. 
We are still being faithful. We are still fighting. We are still standing. How do we attach the succeeding generations? We as parents and grandparents and great-grandparents, listen, grandparents, you are not out of the picture. You have played a pivotal role in your grandchildren's lives. Don't give up on them. Don't give up on your kids and don't give up on your grandkids. Be faithful. Because you play a role. You fill in those gaps. I can't tell you how many times my mom and dad have told them stories about me and I'm like, oh yeah. I forgot all about that. Or they sing that nursery rhyme. Oh yeah. Listen, you fill in gaps. And let me say this, even friends of families, you can reinforce what the parents are teaching. You can reinforce those foundation, those values that are being laid. Reinforce. Don't tear down. Reinforce the family. Reinforce that household. Build it up together. Here's the biggest thing, I think, in attaching our children to the same rock. And that is let them see you binding with your Savior. Let them see you be intimate with your Savior. My kids hate it when I cry. But there are times when God just, my heart is just bursting. And I know it may not be the coolest thing to see your dad cry. But I want them to know that I'm in love with my Savior. That He's the biggest, most powerful thing that I've ever encountered. And I want to share that with them. And when they see us attached to them, they're going to think, you know what? It may not be the coolest thing, but it worked. It stuck it out. It's lasted. There are times I thought, you know what? I, Dad did that. I have no way I'm going to do it. And I find myself saying, you know what? He was a pretty smart guy. And I see in hindsight, I'm thinking, you know what? It's worth it. It's worth it. Proverbs 22, 6 says, train, train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Train up a child. It's not just the Old Testament. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4. You fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Young's literal translation says this, Fathers, provoke not your children, but nourish them in the instruction and admonition of the Lord. Of the Lord. They may get tired of hearing you preach, but preach anyway. (laughs) See, notice in chapter 6 of Ephesians, that's the same chapter that the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul talks about spiritual warfare. But before we can engage in spiritual warfare, we've got to make sure that our house is solid. If you go back to chapter 5, he talks about husbands and wives, he talks about children. You have to anchor to those things before you can go out and deal with those spiritual warfare stuff. Make sure your home is secure. I don't believe that it's any accident that the Holy Spirit through Paul addresses relationships before addressing spiritual warfare. If you've been a parent in any amount of time, you know that it's a fight for the hearts and souls of our children. The enemy wants to wash them away in a flood of emotions or pressures or false identities of who they're not or what they lack and on and on and on. If you will establish them on that foundation, then when the rivers rise and the storms come, you'll see your children stand. 
You'll see them secure. You'll see them make it through. And I can tell you, when you see your kids stand up and do what's right, even when nobody else does, that's my kid. I'm proud of them. I would, I'd, anything, because I know that they're rooted and grounded. What a feeling of confidence, not in me, but that they're anchored to something bigger than me. That is what the joy is. I think God rejoices when we trust Jesus, even when we don't know. God's going, that's my kid. That's my kid. I'm proud of my kid. I'm proud of my daughter. I'm proud of my son because they stuck it out. They held tight. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 goes on to say, Finally, my brethren, be strong, not in mom and dad, but in the Lord, in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, things I can't protect from. Against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual weakness, wickedness in high places. Therefore, Excuse me. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, having done all to stand. <coughs> stand therefore. This morning, it's a simple message I have for us. Training the body is needed. I come from a coach's home. You train the body. Training the mind and soul is extremely important. I come from an educational household. My parents are both teachers. Training the mind and the soul is, is important. But by far, the most important training we will ever be responsible for is the training of our children and their spirits. For us to help them attach themselves to the rock of God's Word, to who He is, it doesn't change. Jesus says a wise man hears His words and does them. How secure is our house? How much investment have we made into spiritual development of our children? We'll pay for summer camps. We'll pay for basketball camps. We'll pay for, for amusement parks. But what about our investment in their spirit? Investment in who they're going to be in eternity. That investment. Grandchildren, same way, need to be invested in. Training is not something that happens by accident. Training is not something that happens every so often, here and there. It's an everyday thing. Will our house grow stronger and stronger with Jesus at its base? Or will our house crumble because of the shifting opinions of our society? I love my children too much to put their hope in me. I love my wife too much to base my decisions on my judgment alone. There's only one who I would trust with my family and my children's children, and that is Jesus Christ. That's why I make God's Word a priority in my home. That's why I don't give my kids an option about church. <laughs> You're coming. Why? Because I can't do it. I need the help of the body of Christ. I need men and women that fear God to input into my children. Listen, there's other guys, other people could have come up here and spoke this morning. There's no limit of capable people in this fellowship. I believe God gave me something and I pray that this will not pass you by but that you will hold to it because there is nothing greater than seeing the kingdom of God grow not from our efforts but God, 
I got to say something to that person. I got to invest. I had a word for that person. Or I had something just to encourage them. A smile can make the difference. You don't know what kind of day some people have. And just a smile can get them through that part. So what are our homes hooked on? Not just church, but what is our home life hooked on? Where do we turn to in times of storms? If our homes are anchored in Christ and all of who He is and he, what He has accomplished for us, then our house will endure. And like King David's, our house will grow stronger and stronger. And here's the way I'd like to close out the service. I would like for us to get together as a family. And if, and if you're single, then you can find somebody else that's single or you can, you can join with a family. And I would like for us to pray for each other. I would like to, us to pray for the foundations of the families in this fellowship. I would like for us to lift one another up and ask God to harden that concrete, to secure our hold on Him, even when the storm blows. So I'm going to ask if you would, just join together as a family, husband and wives, grandma and grandpa, however you want to do that. Pray, Father Lord, that you would minister to them That, Father, your revelation of who you are, who your Son is, Father, would be permeated in their being. That, Father, it would saturate them, Lord God. goes beyond just their understanding, Father, but into a knowing of knowings. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you would give them opportunities to invest in their children and in their grandchildren. Father, that they would recognize opportunities to speak life into their children and their grandchildren, Father. Father, have those opportunities, Father, to anchor them to the truth of who you are. I pray, Father, for revived relationships. God, I pray, Father, for relationships that have have struggled, Father, that have been shifted. God, I pray, Lord, that, Father, you'd bring restoration and healing, God. I pray, Father, Lord, that the anchor of your word, Father, would be seen, God, that they would hold to your word, your promises, that they are yes and amen. And I pray, Father, Lord, for the the protection of the home, God. Father, not the structure, but of the home, God, that you would strengthen their ties with each other. God, that you would build those relationships between parents and children. I pray, Father, Lord, that there would be an an awareness, Father, of the love. And, Father, Lord, that you would bring revelation of the understanding, God, of what love is. That it's not always a yes, But, Father, it's always a concern and a compassion for what's best for the other. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you would bring boldness and courage to parents to do what needs to be done. God, I pray for a discernment, God, on how it needs to be done. I pray, Father, for wisdom and unity, Lord God, in the homes of this place. And I pray, Father, Lord, that you would give us a determination, Father, a bulldog grip upon you, and that, Father, we would never let go. I thank you, Father, for the homes in this church. I thank you, Father, for the houses that are represented. God, may they continue on for generation after generation after generation, testifying of your faithfulness. And Father, may every house stand firm upon you. And we give you the thanks and the glory and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed today. Enjoy your family. Thanks for listening to this message. For more resources, visit sundownchurch.com.